Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hey, you guys, it's Chanel Nielsen. Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. Today, we're going to talk about creating a vision in your mind and why it matters. Now, I want to say that I've done, I've heard all these things, right? Create a vision board, things that sort of sound a little woo-woo. And honestly, I didn't believe in them. And I, I think that what I was really missing is feeling and envisioning in my mind. Because here's the thing. You can do all those things. You can create a vision board. You can write a vision statement. You can do these things, but if you don't feel it, if you don't see it in your mind, it's actually not doing you any good. I remember when I was a missionary, I read this book. I'm actually rereading it right now called Drawing on the Powers of Heaven. And it said to keep your goal foremost in your mind and to just keep thinking about it and it will happen. So I remember riding my bike down the streets of Taiwan thinking three baptisms, three baptisms, three baptisms, just like over and over, just thinking this. And it was interesting because we did not get those baptisms. That was our our goal for the month. And what else was going on my mind while I was thinking about that is this is so dumb. Like this, this isn't going to do anything. Me just repeating this over in my mind, right? And so even though I was doing the action, I wasn't feeling the accompanying feeling. So what I want to talk to you about today, envisioning the life that you want, has a lot more to do with how you feel and what goes on in your mind than it has to do with what you actually do. That is where the disconnect was for me for a very long time. So I want to reference a book by Leslie Householder. Leslie Householder teaches on a lot of these principles that I'm going to talk about today. And she wrote a book called The Jackrabbit Factor. It is a parable. It's also a free download. If you guys want to get it, you can go to rarefaith.org and scroll to the bottom and you'll see all of her books that you can get as free downloads, which is awesome. So I'm going to just walk you through the storyline. So this story is about a man who's struggling really bad in, in his job. They're just constantly, their family just does not have enough money. It's a, a woman and a man and their little son. And no matter what they do, they can't seem to get ahead. Even if they try, like for example, his brother went into this business and it was going really well for him. But when this man tries it, he doesn't make any money. Everything he tries falls flat. And the wife is just distraught and she's frustrated with her husband and she's fed up at not having enough money. And this man goes off and has an experience, which is maybe a dream. And on this, in this experience, he's walking down a path and everyone on the path is collecting paper bags. In this paper bag is a half of a sandwich or a whole sandwich. And it's meant to represent your, your job, your salary. You're picking it up. But even after you eat it, you're still kind of hungry. It's nothing amazing. But he can see in the distance, just off the main path, people collecting, people holding jackrabbits. 
And jackrabbits represent the dream, whatever that may be. Now, what happens through the the course of this book is people use a lot of different methods to try to get jackrabbits. But finally, this man learns what it really takes to get a jackrabbit. And what it really takes is just to picture it in his mind to see so clearly that the jackrabbit is his. Once he sees that, he knows what to do. It becomes very clear to him how to get a jackrabbit. Getting that jackrabbit is the key to him for getting back home and to changing his life, right? To having the financial freedom that he wants. Now, it's a really good book. So if that has piqued your interest, go and check it out because there's a lot more to the story. But the part I wanted to talk about today is that idea of really getting clear and envisioning what you want and then trusting that if you're very clear on what you want, you'll be shown the steps and you'll figure out the way, you'll be given the way, I should say, of how to get there. Now, that's really different from what I've always done. I thought if I wanted to do something, then I need to make a plan with 10 steps and know every single step of the way, and it was all me, right? I have learned that, yes, work plays into it. We have to work to get what we want. But more importantly than that is being very clear about what we want and having faith that if it's also what God wants, he is bringing that to you. And he will let you know what your job is and what you need to do in order to get that thing that you want. So I'm going to give some examples of how I'm using this in my personal life and what this looks like. And hopefully, as I do, it will sound a little less woo-woo and a little more practical to help you in your life. So I don't like to say my kids' business too much on the podcast. They're fairly private. But this does affect me, so I won't tell you which kid I'm talking about, but if you know me, you might guess. I have a son who is in high school, and he's really, since COVID, he's had a really hard time with his grades. Now, we here in California, we were out of school for about a year and a half and did online school during part of that time, and it's just been a hard transition for him. And Whatever the reasons are, he has struggled to keep his grades where they need to be to the point that we met with the counselor last week and he talked us through the options for this kid to graduate. And they include things like continuation school or dropping out of this high school and doing it all online, which we clearly know is not a good idea. Or we looked into the GED, all kinds of things. Now, I want to tell you what I would have done in the past and what I have done in the past. When I see this son, I say, go do your homework. What are you doing out there skateboarding? Come on. You are so smart. You've got this. Please spend time. Do you want me to help you? I can sit with you and do your schoolwork. You know, all those things that we do as parents because we want this for them so bad. What I'm doing now is very different. I picture in my mind this son at our local high school walking across the field in his cap and gown. We did this just last year with my daughter, so it's pretty easy to envision this one. I picture where we're going to sit in the stands. I know that it's just after dusk, 
when he'll walk across the field. I picture us just screaming and cheering and yelling his name and standing up. I feel that excitement and what that graduation ceremony means for him, for our family, just such a celebration. I feel it. And I spend time in this daydream regularly. I don't want to say every day, but regularly. Then I picture his friends coming over to the house and we have the waterfall on, on the grotto, out in the pool, and just a bunch of kids over in their swimsuits jumping off the, the grotto into the pool and yelling and congratulating Kyle. And we serve Chipotle to everybody. We get it catered, which is not something we ever do, but I'm so thrilled that he's graduating that that's what we do. And we have it decorated and it's just this big party and this huge celebration. When I sit in that energy, when he comes home from school, I feel different. I don't feel like, oh, there's the kid that still didn't get his grades up. I feel like, oh, that's the kid that I want to celebrate. Now, he still has some things to figure out, and he's working on them, and I am here to support him, but it looks a lot different. The other part of this process is listening for inspiration. So putting myself into that vision, into that daydream, whatever you want to call it, allows me to be on a higher plane and to feel a little bit better so that I'm ready for inspiration when it comes. And when God says to me, go write that son a note or don't give him a hard time if he sleeps in today or help him with his kitchen job today so that he can have more time for schoolwork, whatever those little thoughts and impressions that come, I am more likely to be ready to receive them and I'm more likely to hear them because I have already brought myself to a place where I believe it's possible and where I see it in my mind. Example number two is with another son who is so great, but he has struggled since our move, which was about a year and a half ago, to make really close friendships. And while he has friends at school and and he, you know, gets along with people fine, he doesn't ever have friends over at the house. And a lot of times he's alone. And that's hard for me as a mom. I just, I see him. I want him to have friends. I want him to have these deep, lasting friendships. And so I spend time daydreaming. Let me say what I used to do first. I used to say, hey, do you want to have friends over here? What about this kid? I used to set up playdates, even though he's too old for playdates, or family playdates where we'd have a family come over that just happened to have a son that's his same age. It didn't work. It did not work. And so what I do now is I spend time envisioning. This also takes place out in the pool. And there's a bunch of friends, and they're his friends, and they're here to be with him. And he's in the midst of them just laughing and joking around and, you know, showing he's so clever and so funny. And he's showing this to all his good friends, just his sense of humor. And they're enjoying being together. And then one of the girls, oh, there's girls at this party. One of the girls comes over and says to me, oh, Tyler is so funny. We just love him. He's so great. And just talks to me about how great my son is. That joy that I feel allows me to just emanate. It's not that I'm saying anything different to him, maybe not doing as many forced 
trying to have friendships. I'm not saying anything different, but I feel different about it. Both of these allow me to just feel like, oh, they've got it. They've got it. And my part, if there is a part that I need to do, the Lord will tell me. He'll let me know. And I can just trust in that rather than try so hard to fix the situation. I also do this with my business. There are things that I want in my coaching business. There's a certain way I want it to grow. There's a way that I want it to look. And if I get caught up on meeting the milestones and doing these things and the way that I want it, I can get really frustrated. But if I stay in the vision of what it looks like to have this thriving group coaching business at the level that I want it to be at, then my daily actions are not done out of desperation. They're not done out of fear. They're done with this complete trust that I am being led along the path that I need to be on to have exactly the experience, maybe not the exact experience that I want to have, but the exact experience that the Lord wants me to have, which guess what, is better than the experience I wanted to have in the first place. So the process is envision what you want. In the, the jackrabbit factor, that's a jackrabbit. Envision what you want for your family. Envision what you want for your business. Envision what you want to feel at the end of the day. What would a perfect day look like for you? Envision that. Sit with those feelings. Allow yourself to feel it. Get in that feeling. Daydream. Allow yourself to be there. And then you can be a little more calm. You can be a little more relaxed. You can listen and hear the next inspired steps. What do I need to do? Because there's a lot that we try to take on that's not our job. I remember a song growing up, Michael McLean's song. It's saying, God, which part is mine? Which part is yours? Can you tell me one more time? I'm never quite sure. And that, this process allows you to stop doing God's part and to listen more clearly for your part. Those next inspired steps that you're given are sometimes not what you would expect. They're not like, it's not always linear. We don't always see like, oh, if I do this, then I'm going to have this outcome that I want. It doesn't always equal in our minds, if that makes sense. It doesn't always compute. We can't see the end from the beginning like God can. So. For example, I heard this example the other day and I thought this was really good. Maybe you are really wondering what to do in your business and you're just not sure what the next step is to grow your social media. And you've done this envisioning process and you're envisioning it just growing the way you want to, but you don't quite know what to do and you get this inspiration. You should go take a bath. And you're like, okay, that has nothing to do with growing my social media but you do it anyway. Well, every time you take a bath, you listen to a podcast. And so while you're taking a bath, you press play on the podcast and it is just the next step that you needed on how to grow your social media. And as you're listening to this podcast, not only is it great advice, you feel like, yes, this is it. And this is the message I had for you. Another interesting way that this comes across is sometimes we get what we want, but not in the way that we expected it. So I have a mentor that I work with who 
really has some creative work she needs to do. And there are some things she wants to work on. And she just thought, I would just love to have some time alone, you know, to spend just some days, even a couple of days alone to spend on these projects and to do the work that I need to do. And she felt like that was what she needed to do. But she's got kids. She's got a job. She's got all these things going on. Who gets a few days alone? Well, she was inspired to host a retreat. And despite sharing this retreat everywhere with her large network, having a sales team work to sell this retreat, all the things, including paying $5,000 to rent the venue, despite all these things, guess who came to her retreat? No one. No one signed up for this retreat. And as she was sitting with this, disappointed, discouraged, the thought came to her, you asked for time alone. You wanted this time and I gave it to you. And she recognized, yeah, I can, uh, you know, this losing the money is not ideal, but yet I'm getting exactly what I wanted. So sometimes what we get is exactly what we need And the Lord has a plan for her to get that $5,000. In fact, some of it has already come to her already through other avenues that she wasn't expecting. When we listen, we will get that next inspired action. When we're in the right vibration to hear it. And the way we get in that right vibration is by picturing the thing we want and being ready for it. So even when things don't seem linear, when they don't quite seem to add up, when they don't quite seem to make sense to us, keep trusting. There's a plan. You are working towards it and you're not alone. So I, this concept has been really helpful to me. I hope it's helpful to you too. If you have any further questions about it, reach out. I always love to chat. If you haven't yet, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for being here and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsen.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.